This is the Impossible Things Podcast. Here are three average guys discussing the impossible. Jesse Human, Jimmy Donahue, and your host, Kyle Cole. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Episode three of Murder 3 oh, of the Impossible Things Podcast. The things that I wish I never said. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Uh, we're, we're super stoked uh, to be back. Uh, as we mentioned before in the previous two episodes, Jimmy's not with us right now. He's on assignment in China, uh, probably, hopefully listening to these and cursing cursing us for our stupidity, our blatant <laughs> stupidity, and he's not here to correct us in person. Well, maybe he'll post on the blog, on the website. I really hope he does. I, I, I hope he finds a way to stay engaged. There's certainly some web traffic permissions problems. Yeah. In- Jimmy, if you want to, I should probably just DM you this or something. Right. Or text message or whatever. whatever I heard you, you back on Facebook, so that's encouraging. That's something. But uh, please, whenever you have something to add to these topics, just do it. Blurt it out. Do it. And we'll, uh, if we get it in time for the recording session, we'll, we'll definitely make sure to include it. Absolutely. If not, we'll, maybe we'll circle back. We can do the same for anybody, actually. If yeah. any, any of you want to, uh, I don't know, post, post response, we would love to, we'd love to talk about it. Uh, to that end, I think yeah. we have. Let's read a comment. We do. The, we so in in our in our year sabbatical unplanned. <laughs> there there was actually there was a comment relatively recently back in June uh, about our anarchy episode. Are you insinuating that people are still listening to the old episode? I don't know if they're still listening as much as like when we talk to people and say, "Oh, we have a podcast." They go, yeah. "You do? Let me listen to it." Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But Scott had posted a comment. Yep, I know uh, Scott. In in regards to our anarchy episode, yeah, he told me he posted. I, I should should I read the whole comment or should we just summarize or uh, I, I'll read the comment yeah, that, that way anybody anybody go. can discuss. Let's do it. So Scott says anarchy is waiting in lines at the movies. Anarchy is dinner with your family. Anarchy is how people solve problems when the threat of force is removed from the equation. Most of us navigate these regular occurrences without need to have some authority figure for permission, or without need to ask some authority per- figure for permission or assistance. Someone cuts in line, we figure it out. Two working parents, we figure it out. We figure out many areas of life just fine without laws or the threat of force. People ask silly questions like, who will build the roads? Who sets up the stanchions at the movie theater ticket window? The movie theater does. Just scale that up. The people who stand to benefit most from a given venture will tend to invest in that venture. I think roads would be better would be better because folks would only invest in roads they care about and not which developer wrote the biggest checks to which politician. So he touches on a couple of topics. He sure does. Uh, I mean, he certainly he talks about... Yeah. Well, he talks about one of my favorite things to, to I don't know, complain about, I guess, yeah. uh-huh. in regards to politics, which is lobbying. That drives me crazy. Yeah, I, know. I feel like that should be illegal. Talking about force <laughs> and more government on one thing. Let's talk about that. But while that's uh, that's one perspective uh, he talks about, he also talks about, um, I think I think there's a little bit of socialism in there, but not not in a bad way. It's strange how, uh, how conservatives and liberals get kind of come back to the same thing if you go I far think if you enough. go far enough in any direction you end up a you know you Venn diagram yourself into a mm-hmm. into some overlap because certainly I mean who wouldn't say that this is appealing I, I don't want to have to pay a road tax for roads I never drive how about I just pay a road tax for the roads I do drive aka like a toll road oh <laughs> it's, it's certainly an interesting concept though and he's absolutely right like you, you know the the threat of force certainly doesn't always have to be present in order for people to mitigate a societal problem cutting in lines obviously that's a good example but mm-hmm. there's also a lot of people who passively do nothing when people cut in lines yeah, i think most people do most people have just you don't ever care. seen anybody 
I can, theme I parks, can count absolutely. On, <laughs> count on the hands of, of one person the times I've seen anybody even say, hey, back of the line, buddy. <laughs> well, that's, but that, that's because there's a threat of force that does exist. The threat of force yeah. is that the person you say, hey, get in the back of the line, buddy, might kill you. Or, or maim you at the very least. That person generally looks pretty aggressive. Right. <laughs> I mean, what it's, what passive person cuts in line? It's oh, always that's true. It's always the person who is like, I can take anybody in this line. Right. That no. I mean, I wouldn't say always, but usually it is. Yeah. Often. Yeah. Often. Often is a a good a good qualifier. But I mean, he's certainly right. Like, I mean, pull the pull the the use of force, the threat of force, out of there, and mm-hmm. it, technically we do have anarchy. Yeah, we kind of do. Yeah, or at the very least, we have little like fiefdoms, where where one person is setting rule. I mean, I certainly I set the rule in my house. My wife and I do for my son mm-hmm. uh, and anybody who enters the door, <laughs> I suppose. And I don't set the rules in your house, and vice versa. Yeah. So I mean, you have your little your little anar- anarchistic society, and I've got my little anarchistic society. That's a very much a hierarchical society in my house. Yeah. I mean, my wife's at the top. I'm next. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm probably near the bottom. I do exactly <laughs> what my kids say. <laughs> Where's the dog falling to that? Oh, the dog has zero rights. <laughs> anyway, so what are we talking about today? Uh, we are talking about aliens. Are we talking about the leathery aliens, like E.T. style? Uh, yeah, or? well, I don't know. What do you think they look like? I don't know. Are we talking about people from other countries? <laughs> we, we, I guess so. Let's define what we're talking about for alien. Are we talking about uh, in in the, the constant theme of this month? Uh, we're t- we talked about colonizing Mars. We talked about yeah. how to handle incorrigible people on Mars potentially. And yeah, that situation. So let, let let's talk about aliens in the context of Martians, or, or what a, we would a space uh, alien. Yeah. yeah, sure. Like I mean, it doesn't have to be Mars, but I think if we people not if we from talk Earth. about Mars aliens, it'll be a very short discussion. Yeah. <laughs> Are there aliens on Mars? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I don't okay, know. C.S. Lewis wrote a pretty convincing book about it. I'm just <laughs> convincing you know. in the scientific, right. in the scientific the, way. The, the scientific fiction way, maybe. Yeah. Nonetheless, well, I, I enjoyed the scientific I, fiction. I enjoyed uh, the book. The book was nice. It, it 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 actually had a lot of the themes we're talking about in it. I'm talking about uh, C.S. Lewis wrote a lesser known trilogy of books, loosely called the Space Trilogy. Uh, that I'm currently in the middle of, but the first book mm. actually covers quite a bit of talk, topics. It covers a, an incorrigible traveler from Earth to Mars, oh yeah, uh, and how that how that person is dealt with. Uh, I'm, I'm currently in the middle in well, currently beginning the second book. Let's say that I'm in the middle of the series, but it, it does cover the concepts of huh. these three species that live on Mars and uh, the these travelers to Mars who two of which are are, are seedy gentlemen. Uh, and how they're handled by the inhabitants, and then how they're potentially handled once they return to Earth. Uh, although they they had a return plan to Earth, let's cover that there. But uh huh. Um, so I, I mean, what's aliens. the yeah? What's the what's the history of aliens? I think we've always kind of thought as as far as we've known that there are other planets nearby and there are other planets and stars out there, which has been a long time. Yeah, quite a long time uh, compared compared to you know human society. Uh, what do you think is a long time? Like what? Which thousand, you, couple thousand years, I would say. A couple thousand, yeah, yeah. I think that there I, was I would a think like pretty er- early idea that there was stars and planets that we were seeing in the sky, and potentially like way other inhabitants of those places. Yeah. So as soon as yeah, yeah. And as soon as we realized we weren't flat, I would, and we knew that there were bodies out there. I think we thought there might be some bodies out there. You know. 
So what what is the history? What is the history of of aliens in our society? I mean, we could probably do this off the top of our heads. It's such a common topic. We make know. movies I, about it. We write books about it. There's the, certainly the the slightly pre-modern and then modern uh, sci-fi. Yeah. What is, would you call pre-modern? How would you define that? Oh, like the maybe the late late 1800s. I don't know from Enlightenment maybe to uh, 1900s. Sure. Okay. Before we really had telescopes to be able to see anything out there, or mm-hmm. we kind of got the the uh, what you call they like everybody was kind of interested in this. Sure. Before I, that, I think it was just kind of a maybe a niche. Yeah. A niche and, obsession and for the, some theories more than common knowledge. Yeah. Perhaps. But once, uh, I mean, there's there's extraterrestrial stories going back to like. I mean, you could think of the gods, the Roman gods, as sure. inhabitants of other planets. I mean, the planets are named after them, and that's not for no reason. Right. Could be. Um, well, I mean, certainly is, but. So there's, and there's, there's mythology from tons of cultures about moon people, and mm-hmm. I mean, the moon is like something that we can see. And that's, so what about in the modern, the modern era of, so, of uh, yeah, the, uh, extraterrestrial stories? I found a great little... Uh, you can go and read it if you like. We'll post it to the website. Space.com. Oh, space.com. Space.com. It's quite the domain. And then Mars, A History of False Impressions. One of the first people to look at Mars kind of more closely than his peers mm-hmm. was uh, Italian astronomer Giovanni Schiaparelli. Interesting. And a lot of the, there's a, a like a section, maybe a continent-sized part of Mars named Schiaparelli. Oh. Which comes up in... The Martian, the book, The Martian. Oh, uh, so Schiaparelli saw Mars through his telescope. He somebody made a map. I, don't, I have to read this more closely. I don't think it was him. Schiaparelli. Oh yeah, it does say he drew and wrote about uh, Italian Canali. 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 Hey, what? Uh, we'll let you <laughs> decide how you want to pronounce anyway, it. Anyway, he he saw these straight lines all over. Uh-huh. And he called them, he wrote about them, calling them canali, huh. which just means a channel okay. in Italian. That's but good enough, yeah. Whoever translated his work into English translated it as canal. Oh. Understandable, I guess. I suppose. So uh, this guy, Percival Lowell, who was an uh, amateur astronomer himself, uh-huh. uh, he was kind of a telescope enthusiast. I guess. Okay. So he was making telescopes on his own. And looking at Mars, and so he was seeing the same thing. But this was a—it was a long time later. Yeah. The broad overview is: Percival Lowell saw, he read Canali, got translated as canals. Canals suggests uh, intelligent design of Ooh. you know canals, water water delivery systems. Sure. They knew about the polar ice caps. Yeah. They don't. They didn't know what we know that they're not really water. Nonetheless, liquid. So. They were thinking, or Lowell was thinking, canals bring the water from the ice caps down right. and irrigate our this intelligent society mm-hmm. that's living on Mars. So then just the speculation just blew up about yeah. Mars and spawned things like Edgar Rice Burroughs' books, uh, John Carter series oh, yeah. and whatnot. And there was just, I mean, quite, quite an old series, by the way, we should note, not, yeah, not certainly not in yeah. the period of the movie being made a couple of years ago. Right. When John Carter was, was written a hundred years ago. 1913. But he wasn't the only Mars fiction at the time. 
Yeah, well, I mean, uh, yeah. It was just, it was rampant. Yeah, and more, well, more would be written. I mean, the C.S. Lewis books were written in the 50s. Yeah, but there was, yeah. yeah Pre, so there pre-moon was landing, but certainly, certainly people talking about it for quite some time. There was a heck of a lot of fiction, uh, space fiction being written then. Mm-hmm. Uh, aliens figured prominently. Absolutely. I mean, like, what's, what's the point of a, you know, completely desolate and empty planet? Uh-huh. It's not very exciting. Yeah. Certainly doesn't make for good fiction yeah. or good, good reality even. That was pretty interesting, though. Uh, Burroughs got a lot right. Uh, actual science yeah like the very low oxygen on mars like the no atmosphere thing yeah, gravity kind of yeah, sure the gravity thing you got right mm-hmm. close you know he didn't well yeah didn't like none of these are precise i'm sure but they're you know like the the the, the guess is better than anything at that point mm-hmm. and certainly the fact that it ended up being something a point that was studied and calculated and ended up being true yeah it's still very impressive yeah and burroughs is mars too there's um it was they they say it's once it was once the flourishing like there was lots of vegetation yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. oceans and now there isn't any of that and that that's the, how C.S. Lewis describes kind of it with with oceans and water and boats yeah. and fishing to some degree like the action of all that it nice. makes it a very regular livable place yeah my basic society but rel- like a very livable place yeah habitable terraformed yeah, yeah terraformed indeed uh, so I I mean why why do why do we why do you think we want as as people, why do we want and or, and or expect there to be life on Mars specifically? Well, Let's just narrow the discussion down to the planet that we're we're trying to go to. I think it would be it's kind of what we discussed in the Mars episode. Just learn more about ourselves by learning what other planets, the way other planets developed. Sure. And even if we discover ancient extinct life on Mars, whatever we could glean from that would tell us more about how the solar system formed. Yeah. Possibly when it formed. Yeah. You know, the age of planets, if if we don't already, if we're not able to extrapolate that from other data. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's certainly interesting. But what if we expand out to the rest of the solar system? Sure. Why would we galaxy, want that? Why, or, well, why would we want to find life on Jupiter or on Neptune or on I poor little Pluto? don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. You either. just named who, two who gas giants. Yeah. Well, what if they're gas tolerant inhabitants? Oh, they have nothing to stand on. They'd be floating, <laughs> floating around. Much like my opinion, <laughs> I have nothing to stand on. Well, I don't think. I guess okay, you can't well, fine. Rule it let's out. Go, let's I mean, go outside of our galaxy then. Like we we find we find something that's almost identical to Earth, and we expect to find life on it. Like why would we want to? Well, when you you mentioned Jupiter and Saturn, Saturn, Pluto, Pluto. There's a couple of moons in our own solar system. Sure, that are that may be able to sustain life. Moons of Jupiter, I think. They call them well, Saturn too. Saturn. Maybe maybe it's Saturn. I'm you were talking about Titan before we started recording. Yeah, I did. I was talking Titan's about Titan. Moon of Saturn. Yeah, yeah uh, Jupiter's moon, actually. It's, Titan it's, is Jupiter's moon? Yeah, so I found oh, a NASA... disappointing. Uh, well, I know. Isn't it weird? So I found, uh, I found a NASA article. It's a legitimate NASA article <laughs> about um, they, they think they have noticed alien mold growing on Jupiter's moon Titan, or one of Jupiter's moons, wow. but... Cool. They, yeah, I'll have to post the article. It's very fascinating. Like yeah. I, I wasn't understanding a lot of how they discovered this. I think it was a flyby. There, there is a, a flying, a Cassini. Oh yeah, right. The Cass, the Cassini uh, probe. Yep. Right. Yeah. The flu. Actually, this is fairly that was recent. A, that was a flyby, though, right? That yep. didn't. That and didn't. It's still, still going. Just past. Uh, yeah, but it passed it. It. It's not. Yeah. It's not like orbiting Jupiter. It's orbiting currently. I think it's orbiting. Uh, um. Oh, what's the name? I'm gonna pull this out. I'm gonna pull this out. But uh, it's it's certainly uh, like Enceladus. I mean, oh, I never would have gotten that. Please, yeah. 
the like it, but if there Cassini, is mold the, the headline is Cassini plunged into icy plumes of Enceladus oh so it crashed nope it was intentional oh okay so there's sort of like volcanoes coming out of Enceladus oh okay Enceladus is an ice world it's got it's, oh, that's interesting. it's got an ice crust but they think there's running water underneath because there's these like geysers coming out of this south pole like is it water or is it like you know the, well, the nitrogen water that we think is on mars now. they didn't know but uh cassini just went through one of the hmm. plumes so it's shooting these plumes out like miles into the air oh interesting into the uh, the but surrounding the, yeah, yeah right <laughs> whatever call it so atmosphere is in mm-hmm. like the part that surrounds maybe not a traditional atmosphere yeah so they wanted to drive cassini through to gather samples and stuff and then mm-hmm. start analyzing take pictures so that happened in October, and that was the second time that it that it kind of made a close flyby. Uh huh. And there's one more, but it takes time. Still takes time to analyze all that data. Well, it so. take, takes time to send it back. <clears throat> and we're gonna have. So we have things to talk about in the future, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, there was certainly there was a NASA actually had a press conference on December second. It looks like mm-hmm. I'm kind of bummed we like weren't apprised to it ahead of time. It would have made for more exciting podcasting, but. They had a press conference uh, that they announced in a, pre- in a press release that they were going. They have an actual plan. They they unveiled their details in this press conference. I have to look it up now because I didn't even know it happened. Uh, that NASA is pursuing looking for alien life. Oh yeah, like it, it, it's. I mean, it's a. It, the, the article I'm reading about the press conference is saying that was post press release was talking about it's a strange breakthrough because it really is. Like NASA hasn't. I mean, like, this is completely like the the, the plot for Star Trek, like to <laughs> boldly go where no man has gone before and look for yeah. alien life. Like, this is an actual plan to look for alien life. Well, it's there's research. I mean, there we're looking at other stars that yeah. have planets around them. Yeah. I mean, and you you extrapolate the number of stars based on what we know, and then you wait. Maybe I said that wrong. You extrapolate the number of possibly habitable planets yeah by the number of stars there are and if you say like i don't know what the equation is you can probably look it up yeah but say like a certain percentage of stars are likely to have a planet that's in the they call it the goldilocks zone it's a certain oh just right a certain distance yeah exactly yeah certain distance away from the the star to be warm enough but not too warm kind of thing sure um wow they so the article on nasa's website it's titled The Search for Life in the Universe, written by... My favorite. Who do you think? <laughs> Come on. What's your Neil? guess? Oh, it's Neil. Yay. <laughs> NDT, as it were. <laughs> All right. guy's great. So it's it's an old essay. It's an essay from 2003, but that's... You search astrobiology on NASA's website. The yeah. first, the first, One of the first results is this June 30th, 2003 article mm-hmm. by Neil deGrasse Tyson. They're really... NASA's really... I mean, like you say, they're really actively pursuing this. Because, I mean, they're not actively pursuing like you know spacewalks anymore. They got to be doing something. They're right. not. They're not just going to fold. So well, spacewalk. What are spacewalks doing for us? I mean, nothing. No, I, walking they, around on the moon. I, Great. For as much as people disparage NASA, NASA discontinuing the space shuttle program, it it was a waste of time. It yeah, was it was old news. Been there, done that a thousand times, and it was more risk than reward at that point. We we've done enough with the space shuttles. We've deployed mm-hmm. the space station. Other countries are still have active. Uh, relaunchable rocket systems that I mean like the the shuttle program was old yep. and and decrepit based on current technology Time for something new 
completely. And so like pursuing, actively pursuing and funneling those resources into either searching for other planets that we don't currently know exist that have life on them or, uh, or, you know, trying to live on Mars. Well, based on the, better focus for those resources. Yeah, I think so. Based on the, on the, the popular opinion. Well, popular, no, like the consensus opinion of the, mm-hmm. those in the know. I mean, it's, I read somewhere, eh, maybe I'll find it in one of these articles and we can post it. But somebody said there's like a, what is it? What they put the chance at 8% that we're the only life in the universe. Right. Well, and that makes sense. Like you said, like with the probability of there being another in the known universe and what mm-hmm. we know, the probability that there's life on another planet is so high yeah. that it's just a matter of us, you know, analyzing each, each place we've, you know, found in this Goldilocks zone. Yeah. Like, and and seeing if there is actual life there or evidence of life. Right. But then you you add into that equation and I don't think they were including moons but like when we talked about Titan and right. Encelada and like there there you know there might be surrounding bodies to the core planet that and is also Europa. People have been talking about Europa for a long time. That's another moon of Endor. <laughs> you passed the Endor moon. So, I mean, nonetheless, I, what are the reasons that it's currently impossible that there are, that there's life on another planet? So we just don't know. I Well, and that's that's the only thing we can say. I, mm-hmm. I I don't think we could definitively say it is impossible that there's alien life out there. I think there is. Do you want there to be? I think personally? so. Personally? Uh, personally, it's a tough question. I, I want there to be. Yeah. I, I want there to be a definitive answer sometime in my life that, well, yes, there there is or here here are the bones of alien creatures on mars or whatever oh, they have bones i don't know well i don't know what they have here here, here's core organic evidence that there was something here <laughs> yeah living you know yeah well like, just if but if we find evidence of a past extinct civilization that only like increases the chance yeah that's that, and that's all that I'm there's for. even more i want more definitive evidence that there is that there was was or is life somewhere out else out there that being said though what what do what do, what do you think? What are you what is your personal belief? Do you think that we will ever arrive at the possibility of life somewhere else? Uh yeah. I mean the more advanced we get, I think I think we'll have to find well, we will find something eventually. I I, I think whether so it's too. gonna be able to communicate with us or even be intelligent is is a complete other discussion. Agreed. I, I also don't, I don't, I'm not expecting, this is my per- personal expectation, mm-hmm. I'm not expecting it to be intelligent life or even actual current life. I think mm-hmm. we will, I think we'll find evidence of a past life mm-hmm. somewhere, yeah, or at the very point. least, an organism that is living, but it's, it's by no means intelligent. Yeah. It's definitely a purpose, purposeful living organism uh, I, for whatever reason. I, I, but I don't think we're going to find anything that we can reason with. No. develop, return to Earth with, or anything like that. I think we will just have a flyby of, uh, hey, that's interesting. Whoa, and that looked like a face on Mars. Yeah, go back, go back, go back. You know, like, that's what I think we'll find. If it at all happens in our lifetime, that's what I think it'll be. Did you see the face on Mars? There was a face on Mars. Any pictures of the face on Mars? No. Google the face on Mars real quick. I'm going to. <laughs> sort of a... You guys are going to hear a live reaction to this. Yeah. So, there's a... Oh, please. Was... <laughs> <laughs> that's... Turned out just to be lighting, a quirk of lighting. Oh, goodness. And a geological. Yep, definitely well, posting this. Geological That's... as in uh, on Mars. Oh, good. There's a NASA article about it. Fantastic. Yeah, so sort of a conspiracy. Oh, goodness. Uh, you know how that goes. 
That's that. It, oh. it looks suspiciously like a face, though. It really does. It, it does look like a face. It's just it. But you, they have it, a. I don't oh. know if you saw this one, but there's a side by side of like it in the lighting that they saw the face first, and then it in different lighting, and it's yes. kind of like. Oh, yeah, like, I see that. Oh, it's just a, like a there's hill. this NASA article I'm going to post has three shots of it: one in 1976, one in 1998, and one in 2001. And the further it progresses, the less it looks like a face. Hey, so what do you think would happen if we found? alien life somewhere uh like what would we do with it would we would we attempt to destroy it develop it or so, relocate okay. it? like so uh cassini's out there okay. passing passing by moons of planets and making its way to the outer it's going to pluto isn't it it's gonna once they want it to pass pluto i don't think they want it to orbit so say it gets out you know past one of these bodies that it's passing sure and it sees something it, or detects some organic material that suggests life okay I think that's uh, that's what they're hoping for on uh, Enceladus. They want to catch in the cloud that they pass through some. Uh, they want to catch some like water that has some organic living material compound or something sure. that that suggests as close to definitive as you can get. What do you think the reaction is on Earth? I think we've been conditioned as a society to fear extraterrestrials. Definitely. Or to embrace them in a weird way. Like, I mean, E.T. is like embracing, like, oh, they're just like us. Uh, so I think that there will be a portion of society that looks at them from the perspective of acceptance. And I think the majority of the population will reject it and think it's something that needs to be destroyed or mm-hmm. is not right. Will think it needs to be destroyed or covered up or... yeah. Currently, probably they think it is covered up. I, who knows? Like it, a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah, they do. A lot of people do. And I mean, wh- oh, yeah. why, why that is a search for aliens on Amazon Instant oh, yeah. Prime Video, or what about Area Fifty One? Oh, that, that's all that's out there. Legitimate, like <laughs> legitimate. Uh, I wanted to know. I wanted a documentary like, about like actual legit uh-huh. astrobiology. Sure. And all I got was government cover up. Yeah, documentary. and, and hoot nanny. You know, like yeah. it, it's it. That, and that's the thing is like I why what who cares and if they did who cares like what what's the point to what end it'll eventually get out it always does like there's nothing the government's covered up that hasn't come out period how do you know that that's well I don't but, <laughs> I, I mean it's again, impossible to prove uh, ah there there you go there's an impossibility <laughs> for you but nonetheless like why why do I care like okay. wh- why am I going to obsess about this for life like eventually somebody will find out that there's life out there and maybe that will release the cover up that the government has done or not done. Does it really matter? I don't think so. Okay. I, I I think I have an opinion. Yeah, let's hear it. And a thought. Oh, let's hear that too. And a tangent. Oh. <laughs> uh, I mean, let's hear all three. It's the tan. Okay, the tangent is my favorite part, so I'll save that to last. And it's really gonna. Anyway, whatever. So my opinion is, say Cassini finds something that's that the scientists on it think is is indicative of life. Sure. There's gonna be like. Years of speculation, mm-hmm. disagreement, uh, analysis of data, reanalysis of data, mm-hmm. reformulation of opinion. We have to get another probe out there. Right. We want to make a landing on Enceladus. Yeah. And like, we're not going to know if there's evidence of life on Enceladus. We're not going to know for like 20 years. Minimum. Anything definitive. Minimum. Minimum. Yeah. Like, Yeah. Travel and, time alone will make it prohibitive. And that's just, that's a moon of whatever we decided, Neptune, yeah. Saturn. I sure. think it's Saturn. A, a closer planet than the dwarf star. Yeah, and then and then you you times that by Alpha Centauri, the, 
<laughs> I mean, it's going to take forever. And we're nowhere near this. Yeah. So, so that's, that's your, your that, thought. That's my opinion. Or your opinion, I mean. Yeah. What, so what's your thought? The thought, I forgot. Okay, so what's your tangent? It's probably irrelevant. Um, oh, I remember the thought. Oh, good. That's good. You mentioned religious deniers. It's no different than the earth is flat. Well, that's it. the earth uh-huh. has to be flat because God said so. It's like where? Very close to the point I was going to make. Uh, I think the we usually when we when we come upon these things, the the object is the object lesson that we always circle back to is mm-hmm. the heliocentrism. You define that. Uh, the solar system revolves around the sun. Okay, go ahead. We all know this to be true, correct? At this point, yes. We always didn't know this. Correct. We assumed man was the most important being in the universe. As God, God intended. As God intended. And to suggest that the world, universe, solar system, other planets, stars, what have you, didn't, right. did not revolve around the earth was heresy. Yes, at the time. Now we have hard science to refute that. Correct. We find organic matter on another planet. Mm-hmm. Yes, there will be deniers. But anyway, so what's your tangent? Tangent being, oh, I need to summon it. I need to summon my tangent. <laughs> oh my gosh! Why did I forget this? Okay, aliens in fiction, sure, are always there to tell us something about ourselves. Interesting. Very literary mm-hmm. perspective. They're always either, uh, okay, I shouldn't say always. I haven't probably. Let's just say usually. I haven't read every single or watched every single. Nor will you, (laughs) nor will I. So let's just say usually because that's fair. I think it's fair to say the overall. Right. You brought up E.T. And that was, the point was, hey, maybe we're all more similar than we think. Yeah. Despite our origins, background, race, color, creed, maybe we all want to go home. Yeah. We all have a place we belong and etc. You know, whatever whatever you want to say that ET said in a liter- literary sense. Uh yeah, I I think all that's fair. I agree. So, yeah. I mean, aliens exist in our imagination in our collective conscience mm-hmm. as a comparative contrastive uh literary device and they're valuable to in provoke that. thought if yeah. nothing else it's a, it's a great thought experiment i mean you take a being that has complete different origins mm-hmm. uh juxtapose it with some with you know us that we're totally familiar with yeah. much more familiar with uh compare contrast draw an inference about ourselves yeah and uh there you go no i agree i i certainly think that that's like the purpose of it in literature and in uh, the cinema, the cinema, the cinema. I think the purpose of it usually isn't horror, although there certainly has been that, like the movie Alien, mm-hmm. certainly is to incite horror. Mm-hmm. Um, but I certainly think that there's a, a fair amount of fiction, the science fiction out there, that's meant to provoke thought, thought using aliens as the vehicle for that. Yep. I, I got nothing else to say. I really, I, I can say I'm hopeful that we do find some organic life somewhere out in the universe. I. I mean, I'm not starting off this season uh, with my typical... This is not a season. <laughs> You're not going to start off I'm, this murder. I'm not getting off. <laughs> I'm not going on that train. <laughs> anyway. 
I'm, I haven't said any of the things impossible yet. Yeah, you're really you're Have really I? starting off on a new foot here. It's a big 20, 2016 for you, sir. Leaving your mind open to the possibility of the impossible. Crazy. Crazy. Man, what has happened? Jimmy, come back. Come back <sighs> to us. Convince Jesse to think everything's impossible. I think partly we've left, left the superhero comics oh, out of goodness. it. I mean, I, I said every single one of those was impossible. Yeah, 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 yeah. With what we know now, you left some... You left a sliver of hope with the Iron Man discussion, I think. I don't recall uh, any such thing. I'll have to go back and listen. Yeah, so will everyone. Yeah, right? Yeah, everyone, go back and listen to that episode. Go back and listen. Tell me I'm wrong. Oh, goodness. I dare you. Anyway, that being <laughs> said, uh, what do we know what we're talking about next month yet? It's the month of February? Oh, second yeah. month? Second we, month in our Murder 3? Oh, give it a rest. <laughs> uh, we do. We do. Uh, next, The next episode you're going to hear will be a preview of the next three episodes. Which are about? Let's see if I can summon this information. From the confines and the, the deepest, darkest parts of Evernote. Episode three, schedule. So, it would appear February's topics will be love at first sight, Ooh. fate, <laughs> and the obvious follow-up. Secret societies. Oh, <laughs> wow! What will you all do with that information? Wow. Wait, this is we're this next set is a significant departure from our past. And it's certainly, but, things that could be deemed impossible or possible. Yeah, I, I think that, it still applies. At the very least, uh, this should be some lively discussion. Oh, I'm optimistic. It's hopefully, be hopefully, a lot of listener feedback too. Yeah, I mean, we we welcome that feedback. We've got Facebook. We've got Twitter. We got one of the things. We got the website. One of the things we're gonna do. At, we haven't talked about it yet, uh, but I think will be cool is uh, we're gonna do before the the preview gets recorded. Yeah, we're gonna do that little Twitter blast and uh, try to get people to weigh in. Yeah, just uh, it's gonna be what we're looking for is like short. Um, we're gonna say is terraforming Mars possible? Is incorrigible? Is uh, reforming incorrigible possible? Is our aliens possible? Yeah. We're looking for like yes or no. Yeah, like a vote almost. I don't oh, know. Oh, we we can do a poll. We can, we can poll. throw a poll up on Twitter. We can do polls. Yeah, poll might be a good way to do it. Yeah, we'll do a poll on Twitter and Make Facebook just experiment. prior to the. Uh, actually, not even just prior. We'll we'll do it. Uh, we'll do it for for let's say like a week before we record the preview, yeah. so we can get a good solid good, good solid poll. Yeah. Okay. Then we'll uh, we'll reveal those results during the the preview episode. Oh, I think that's perfect. Then after you've made your your early vote, you can hear, we'll hear hear what we we yes. thought about it. Maybe we'll realize that we're wrong after it's too late. Oh, that's as we're in the way we're recording these eh? with the uh, the big content first. And then the this is so exciting. We'll see what happens, man. Right? It's going to be an exciting format. Murder one. Three is turning out to be an epic, epic example of the impossible things. I should stop hating that so much. No, just embrace it. It's going to happen. As long as I hate it, you're going to love it even more. Yep. <laughs> well, well, we'll we'll talk to you guys next week. Indeed. Okay. Thanks for joining us today. Visit impossiblethingspodcast.com to interact with the guys on Twitter, Facebook, and email. Questions, topic suggestions, corrections, and rants are always welcome. Also, find more episodes and see sources referenced in today's discussion. Impossiblethingspodcast.com for all things impossible. Impossible.